Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. Speaking of which, have you heard of this public school ministry? Did you know children can hear about Jesus and his word during their school day? And yes, I promise it's legal. Check out our website at bible2school.com to learn more. As for today, I'm your podcast host, Meredith Steidler, and you're listening to episode 109. What does it look like to make disciples of the next generation as Jesus calls us to? Kurt Zimmerman asked himself this very question prior to becoming the executive director of Teens Need Truth, and he shares how God guided him to the answer through this amazing discipleship ministry he now leads and loves. You'll be inspired by his passion to see kids grounded in Jesus and living in the fullness of life that God has planned out for them. So make sure you head to the resources section of our website at bible2school.com. That's bible2school.com to find the show notes from today's episode. This will link you to Kurt's ministry, Teens Need Truth, as well as several other national ministries you'll definitely want to check out. We'd also be so grateful if you just took a second to review this podcast. Don't know how? It's okay. I didn't either. Just head on over to your podcast app. For example, I listen on Apple and select the You Can Tell the Children podcast show. Just make sure it's not one episode, the whole show. Then scroll down to the very bottom where you'll see ratings and reviews. Here, you can give us a five-star rating and tell us what you love. This helps others find our podcast and learn about the Bible to School ministry. Thank you so much for your partnership. Ready to hear how your investment in the next generation can have an everlasting impact? Let's join my conversation with Kurt now. Well, I am super excited to introduce you today to Kurt Zimmerman, executive director of a program called Teens Need Truth, also known as TNT. Welcome, Kurt. Hey, how are you, Meredith? I am great. How are you doing today? Uh, summer, love and life. So feels good. Yes, same here. Well, from what I've learned from our previous conversation, you're pretty passionate about discipling the next generation for Jesus. So would you say that's a true statement? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Just love, love the next generation. Believe that is who Jesus really put a lot of his effort towards. And yeah, just feel calling on my heart to reach a generation that needs Jesus. Amen. Well, at Bible to School, same thing. We are on mission with you. For you to share more, I would just love about your ministry and how you mentor kids and all of that. So first, why don't you tell our listeners about you and how you got involved with TNT? Yeah, I forget how many years ago at this point, but I started off as a volunteer serving at the Lidditz Youth Center. And so basically got an opportunity to have a flavor of what does youth center uh, ministry look like. At that time, there was many students that did not go to church regularly. So really the biblical worldview was very small in the students that we got to interact with. And it taught me a lot about Oh, even in my context of where I live, there are people that really need to know the love and the power of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that started me on a journey of saying, wow, I really am passionate about this. I love putting my thoughts and creativity to this and 
what does it look like to actually make disciples the way Jesus has called us to? And so that started me on a journey. And a couple of years later, um, the executive director at the time, uh, the founder, looked at me and was like, would you want to join staff? So I was part-time for a little bit and then eventually got full-time. And then as he was phasing out, just got put in place about two years ago as the executive director of the of TNT. So it's been a wild ride and a journey, but it's been fun. So Kurt, what do you love about TNT that's different from the time you spent as a youth leader in your church? I know you had told me that on a side conversation. I'd just love to know. Yeah. Share that with our listeners, please. Yeah. So at the time uh, when I was trying to get into youth ministry, I was serving as my youth leader at my local church, but then also helping out with TNT. Um, and what I started to see happening was we started inviting students from the youth center to the youth ministry. And that was really eye-opening for me. I really, like I said, I was involved in the church youth ministry, and a lot of those students had somewhat of a biblical worldview. There was a sense of understanding of some scripture stories. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, there was there's almost like a level of not knowing those stories uh, at the youth center level. And so my view of discipleship really shifted and changed, knowing that there were so many students that didn't have that biblical worldview. I think one story that really hits me a lot is uh, one time I was leading a small group and there was one of my students from the youth center that came out to the youth group and we were kind of reading through the Bible. And I think we were in probably Matthew or something. I was, and I was asking, hey, where are you at? Where are you at? So I can help you kind of find where Matthew's at. And he's like, I'm in the book of Job. And it just like in that <laughs> moment showed how like, oh, wow, clearly that when you look at the book of Job, that looks like the word job, right? And so he yeah. would have no no understanding of what that means, but it really showed me how little framework he's ever been been able to be dealt with. And so we had a great conversation about what the book of Job is and even just furthered that conversation, but it really kind of stuck out to me. Of, there's so many students that really need scripture storytelling because it's just not being told right now. Mm, I love that so much because Obviously, God equipped you so that you could appreciate that. So you had already been with the youth who knows the Bible a little bit more and understands Jesus' language, right? And that was good. And volunteers are so needed there, too. But then how deeper an appreciation you must have had when you realized, oh, I didn't even think that you would possibly think of this as job. But yes, of course you would. And then to be able to talk into that, God of details right there. So cool. Now, if I understand correctly, TNT is one program that offers two distinct ministries. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely look at two different categories of our ministry, I would say. One is a, an on-campus public school focus. And then yeah. the other aspect would be that youth center that I've kind of been alluding to a little bit. Uh, we feel like both of them work really well together, but there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely distinctive between the two. Well, being on campus, obviously, there's a bit more of a... You just have to be a little bit more careful. There's Mm -hmm. a trust factor that we desire to serve the school well, but obviously there's separation between church and state is, uh, it needs to be respected. And so we want to honor the school district, but knowing that's where all the students are. And so how can we build relationships there that we then, if they ever come to the youth center, we can then share the the hope of Jesus Christ at that youth center and begin the discipleship journey there. And so Mm. we feel like because of that, that partnership between the school and the youth center, we can really see, yeah, long-term discipleship happen. And that's what that would be our desire. Absolutely. And what an opportunity, you know, we can relate in Bible to school, our relationship with administration and um, staff is so crucial to having relationship with the kids. And, you know, when you're bringing the church to the kids in a legal way, 
you do have to tread carefully and educate right. kindly and all of these things. But it's such a gift God has given us to be able to be literally yeah. submersed in with the students, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So why would you say it's so crucial for kids to have adults in their lives other than mom and dad to mentor them? Yeah, I mean, when I when I look at my journey, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home, had wonderful Christian parents, but there's there comes a point in your teenage years where for some reason, you know, there is a rebelliousness that kind of happens and there's almost a need for someone to kind of walk you through that journey into adulthood. And so uh, we feel like that there's no difference between if you're a Christian home or non-Christian home. And so being able to partner with the school district, partner with parents well, and have an adult role model is really just crucial for the development of a teenager, uh, development of a student. And so to have someone that can kind of maybe share some of the same language, but just has a different voice can really Mm -hmm. be huge. And we've seen that time and time again happen at our youth centers, happen in the schools, just where, you know, mom and dad are saying, hey, we might be saying the same thing, but for some reason they listen to you. And we don't want to ever supersede the parents because we feel like they have the greatest level of influence. But sometimes there's just a, a level of, hey, how can we communicate maybe this a similar thing in different ways. But then also, like I said before, we were passionate about seeing Christ come into those conversations. And so it starts maybe from a practical, but then leads to a spiritual. And so we really Mm want to see that happen over time. Well, amen. And I can speak to that. I have a teenager and, you know, I uh, desire greatly for him to hear other voices other than crazy mom, which at this point in his journey kind of feels that way a little bit, I think. (laughs) Like always talking Jesus, always preaching this and that. And, you know, while I'll never stop, I would, I covet other people's voices in his life, agreeing with that, speaking into that. You know, I think um, it's so important for our listeners to hear that you are that person to someone. And, you know, you don't even have to know all the scriptures or feel that your gift is in speaking about the gospel. It's just being who you are, who God has created you to be, and sharing your story with somebody who's a teenager could change their life. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So do you have, Kurt, a favorite God story from TNT that you could share with our listeners today? Yeah, I mean, one that I've been saying a lot recently just because it's pretty fresh, but then also it's been years in the making. Between two young men, uh, one would be leader's name is Blake and the other would be a student named J.H. Blake and J.H. met each other, I think around the eighth or ninth grade year. Blake is brand new to kind of end of volunteering youth ministry. I think he got drugged in by his older sister. And yeah, basically I, I was the leader at the time and I just said, hey, Blake, I kind of need you to lead this small group. And it just happened J.H. kind of was in that group. And then over time, Blake continued to show up week after week. J.H. also showed up week after week. And then with that consistency, relationship is built. And so what Blake didn't know in the beginning was, you know, JH, who is adopted, has a little bit of a, a rough patch, uh, almost needs someone who he can talk to. He's also quiet and reserved. And so is Blake. And so you wouldn't think on the outside looking in that they would be a good match, but there was a connection that was made. And so years go by, JH, as he's graduated high school, circumstance happened where he gets actually kind of kicked out of his home. He doesn't have a job. And so Blake, actually, he reaches out to Blake and Blake is like, yeah, let me help you figure this things out. And so Blake is actually the one who helped him get his first car, helped him get his license, helped him get his first job, helped him get an apartment, right? And so all along the way, you just see, and one of my favorite things is like, I see J.H. and Blake sitting with each other at church, just so happens we go to the same church. And so there's just a relationship that was developed that started years and years ago. 
But when Blake needed it most, he didn't know who to turn to. He turned back to uh, his leader at TNT, which happened to be Blake. And Blake is a loving young man that just yeah really invested well into JH. And I think you know, their journey is still going, but there is something powerful of seeing JH become more independent. But then also he's now come back around and he's actually a leader for our ministry. And so to see no that way. Full, circle, full circle happen has just been incredible yeah. to see and witness and to see JH doing the same thing with another young man. Just what Blake did with JH is, is really incredible. That's awesome. And it's cyclical. See, so now you teach this person to do and to be a mentor and then they're mentored and then they become a mentor themselves. And then the cycle can just continue. That's awesome. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Will you pray with me? Sometimes I say bad words. What could be more impactful than praying with a child and teaching them what a humble confession looks and sounds like? Sin happens when we make bad choices, like saying bad words. You can guide a child with a simple prayer of confession of faith that we use at Bible to School. We even use a visual cutout paper cross to do it. It's called a CBA cross, and it includes a child-friendly prayer that can be helpful when a child is ready to make a confession of faith as well. It reads, Dear God, I'm sorry for my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. I want to follow you. Please forgive me and be part of my life forever. Because this CBA cross is so impactful, we're making it available for you to share with the children in your life. So go ahead and pray with them and use the CBA cross. So Kurt, what is a recurring message you're finding these teens need to hear? Just talking about what we were speaking on earlier. Yeah, I think this maybe a lot of different friends are saying this, but something I feel like is also just continuing to happen is this uh, this identity piece. If you're a young believer that grew up in a Christian home, I think there's still an identity piece that you're trying to figure out as a young person, like who am I? And as they're developing, trying to look for those answers. And and again, just kind of goes back to that like J.H. and Blake story of how I think there was a season where JH was really looking for what is his identity, where's his purpose, and to have Blake kind of walk him through some of those those steps really gave JH a sense of confidence to then turn around and say, "Hey, I want to do this with someone else." And I think a lot, a lot of students are struggling with where their identity is at, who are they known for, where do they belong, and that all comes down to that identity piece that I believe can all be found in Jesus, right? Like Jesus yeah. wants to call us sons and daughters, and so. There's a piece like if we would be grounded in him, that would change a lot. And so my passion is to just see that identity come to young people so they can live in their fullness that God has created them to be. And so, again, that's just like one of those pieces of this that I've been seeing a lot that comes up again and again. Yeah, and it's, it's important to kind of say, this is who God sees you as and who Jesus has called you into and how can you walk into that? And so mm. to, to call people into that is awesome. And then, again, just to call adults too and to say, hey, I, I think you were made to not just sit on the couch, but to, hey, he wants you to go invest into someone else, right? Go and make disciples yeah. of all nations. And so yeah. well, I love like Bible to school, TNT. It's just like, oh, the investment of the next generation is so crucial. Yeah. And I think now more than ever with being in a world that's connected more than ever before, I think we can still get lost in who we are. Yeah, it just seems important. It's very important. And it's even more important to get started younger and younger, yeah. um, speaking truth taking people aside and showing them their value, just being there, even for my neighbor who's four and isn't going to understand 
really what it means when I say your purpose is in Christ. But when I invite him over for a chocolate chip cookie or tell my kids who are a little older, hey, why don't you go play with him and just include him? Like it starts that trust, which then leads into relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what about you, Kurt? What has God been teaching you personally in the season of life you're in? Yeah, I think in this in this current season, it feels I ever feel like I have a very cool life. I have three little young boys, four year old, a three year old, and then a three month old. And so life wow. feels cool. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like the verses that continue to just pop off the pages to me is in Philippians two, where Paul is talking about how we should have the same mindset as Jesus Christ and to value others above ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's something that I don't ever want to lose sight of. I think often I can be selfish in my actions. I can be often selfish in wanting to serve myself, but to to, to put on the, the identity of what Christ has done to see, to value their interests above my own. There's an importance of that. And there's actually like in what I've found over the years, just there's a satisfaction in that too. When mm-hmm. I invest into someone else, when I pour into them and just continue to love them the way Christ would love them, there's a the sense of purpose in that. Absolutely. So before we close, I would just love to know if you have any, I mean, you've given us great advice already, but do you have any other advice for, for our listeners who are parents, grandparents, some are neighbors, mentors themselves, teachers? Yeah. Any word of encouragement to help them impact the next generation for Christ in their area of influence? Yeah, I think consistency. Like if if you're looking at all, like I First off, if you don't know where to start, I think there's there's churches around that have youth groups that would yeah. love to utilize you. I think sometimes they just look who is willing to invest into it and next generation. So I think there's lots of great ministries out there. I think there's lots of great churches that are investing into the, the, the next generation already that you can find and plug into. And then I think it's just about showing up, right? I think sometimes students value consistency over even what you have to offer on a week-to-week basis, right? Like mm-hmm. to know that you're going to be there. They can rely on the fact that you're going to be there. And yeah, even if, again, you don't have like the greatest wisdom or all the answers to all their things, or even if you're not the, the coolest person in the room, there's a there's a level of, yeah, oh, I know they're going to be there. And because they're there, I'm going to also go because I'm, I'm known and, I'm, and I belong there. And so yeah. those two things are a beautiful start to the power of discipleship. Hmm. And if you start there, it's just the building blocks into uh, sharing the gospel and inviting them into a lifelong journey with Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, if anyone's looking at starting any kind of investment into the next generation, I would start with just in your community, where where can you get plugged in? And then from there, just be consistent. Mm, that's so good. Thank you for that advice. And plug in there. TNT is not a national ministry, but I know you did say there are some recommendations of similar ministries that you know of that people could kind of get connected. Can you mention a few of those? Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, the Ministry of Young Life. They're international, uh, and same with FCA. They Both of them yeah. deal with high schoolers and uh, middle schoolers and different arenas, but very similar on campus, along with the discipleship ministry alongside of that. Yeah. And then other ministries that I love, too, are just like, you know, here in PA, we have release time options, so that's a beautiful thing. But I know Bible School is obviously a beautiful ministry reaching younger kids, and so like I said, I know lots of churches are trying to reach the next generation mm-hmm. in their communities. And so those would be just a few that I would just encourage that I know are probably not too far from your community. We would definitely encourage you to get plugged in. Yeah, for sure. And I will link those in the show notes. Um, and one more that I can mention actually is the National Network 
of youth ministries. I recently yeah. found that that's with Doug Clark, which is somebody that we've actually had on the podcast before. Yeah. So I'll link that too, because, you know, there's always, you know, what I found more than anything as, as I've been working with Bible to school and this podcast is God truly does plant his people everywhere yeah. um, because he wants the gospel to spread. And, you yeah. know, our God is a big God and he is the God of details. So mm. uh, won't he do it? He will yes. help us. He will help us be mentors for the next generation. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much, Kurt, for your time and your wisdom that you've shared and your God stories. No, um, thank you, Meredith. We just would love, could you pray a blessing over our listeners today? Yeah, I would love that, Meredith. Thanks. Uh, Heavenly Father, you are just a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord, that we can find identity in you. Lord, thank you that for the calling of being able to be sons and daughters of the Most High King. I pray, Lord, that as us believers, we would walk in that identity, that we would trust you and lean not our own understandings, but look to you for that wisdom and guidance. Lord, as we think about the next generation, a generation that needs you, would you help ministries like Bible to School and Young Life and FCA and even TNT just continue to to thrive, to be able to make an impact that would that would yeah, just completely turn the next generation to knowing you and putting their faith in you. Pray, Lord, that you would just uh, yeah, do a work in this area of, of, of the next generation and continue to just yeah, use these listeners to make an impact. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I was deeply moved by J.H. and Blake's testimony that Kurt shared. What an amazing example of how living out the Great Commission truly does impact generations for Jesus. Has your life been touched by a mentor or friend who took the time to get to know you and develop your trust? We'd love to hear your story. Just go to Bible to School on Facebook or Instagram and comment on episode 109, Impacting the Next Generation for Jesus. Also, you'll want to head over to our website to find all the resources mentioned today. Just go to Bible2School.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. You can also contact us right from our website. We're happy to answer all your questions and would love to start a conversation with you about how to get involved with Bible to School. Be sure to stop in here next week to hear my interview with author and editor Champ Thornton, who continues our conversation on the next generation and how we can boldly raise these amazing kids in Jesus. Until then, friends, be blessed and remember, You can tell the children in your life about Jesus.